0: 1, uh, where we were this last week, and then uh, if you'll go to Psalm 62, first, or excuse me, 2 Corinthians chapter number 1, and then uh, Psalm 62, uh, last week uh, we, uh, in preaching uh, about going from being comforted to being the comforter, uh, from chapter number 1 of Second Corinthians chapter number 2, I want to read uh, that verse in verse number 4. Uh, The Bible says uh, that God who comforteth us in all our tribulation uh, that we may be able to comfort them which in in any trouble by the comfort wherewith we ourselves are comforted uh, of God. Uh, One of the benefits of going through difficulties in our life is the ability to go through it by God's grace uh, and then to be able to help other people. So let's say for example, uh, you have, uh, you're a cancer survivor, then, uh, then God has equipped you through that process and growing you in your faith and through His grace and help uh, to be able to be uh, perhaps someone to, uh, to help somebody else through uh, their cancer. Maybe they have like support groups or whatever. Uh, so God brings you through something, uh, then you can help other people with that. Uh, there's general practices of that in Scripture where the elder teaching the younger and in uh, that type of an example where we learn, we have wisdom, knowledge, understanding the, as we uh, mature uh, in life and uh, with experiences and of course, uh, in the word of God, uh, we can pass those things that we've learned on to others. So Paul uh, told Timothy, uh, the same commit thou to faithful men. Uh, and uh, so he was uh, equipping Timothy Uh, and uh, then Timothy would then equip other people. Uh, Men have invested in me uh, as a pastor, uh, and uh, then I uh, will in turn uh, uh, teach those things to you or to whomever. So we learn from things. and So the comfort uh, that we learn from God uh, in this uh, epidemic, pandemic, uh, coronavirus, uh, the financial difficulties that people are uh, having uh, through all of this, uh, just uh, some, maybe it's just isolation and loneliness and uh, could be any number of things, but we find solace in God. Uh, we find comfort in Him and comfort in His Word. Uh, and in uh, what brings us through it, we comfort somebody else with the same way. And that was really uh, the crux of what we were talking about uh, this, last, uh, this last Sunday. Now turn with me to Psalm 62. What I want to do, uh, and uh, before my voice gives out and I start coughing again, is look at Psalm 62 Uh, and take something that David learned uh, and then we can learn from him uh, that will help us also uh, during this time. I have been uh, spending a lot of time outside of uh, the Bible reading program that we're doing and uh, several of you have already said to me, you know, just finished up and uh, and I I have a different format that I'm doing so I still have uh, Monday and Tuesday uh, to finish uh, on mine uh, but beyond that one of the places that i've spent a, a lot of time uh, in in the last couple of months has been in psalms uh, i go to psalms whenever i'm uh, feeling feeling bad about anything uh, about the world or whatever feeling bad about myself we can you can find several pity parties uh, in the book of psalms uh, that you can look at where if, if you're dealing with your sin i mean you go to psalm 51 and uh, and you can learn uh, about uh, repentance and uh, in those types of things. So I spent a lot of time there uh, recently because of trying to process um, all the things that are going on uh, in uh, comforting myself in the Word of God, encouraging myself uh, in the Bible. Just like David uh, encourages us to do, uh, I just want to practice that uh, in my own life. Uh, not too terribly long ago, I think last year at some point, I was in this passage, and we focus mostly on the waiting uh, that we're going to read here in just a minute. It's difficult to wait. Uh, and the kind of waiting that is being explained in this is not the kind of waiting uh, that you would you know, have at the DMV or, uh, or whatever. I may, maybe, uh, has anybody been to the DMV during all this? Uh, and uh, there's probably not lines uh, there right now. I don't know. <clears throat> but uh, <clears throat> it's not that kind of waiting. Uh, It is a a silent contemplative type waiting uh, on God and waiting for Him uh, to move. It's a waiting in silence before Him, Uh, but it's not an idleness or inactivity. It's not a waiting uh, like you're not doing anything. Uh, There is a connotation, though, uh, of just waiting for God to work, that we we don't force the issue, uh, but we're waiting patiently for God uh, to come through whether it's an answer to prayer, whether that's deliverance from, uh, from a difficult situation. In kind of the historical you know, context of Psalm 62, most people believe uh, it's connected to uh, his, uh, his son Absalom uh, and his Uh, rebellion, of course, turning uh, on David uh, in the difficult time that he was having uh, through all of that, both with just the news that it was, you know, what was going on, obviously, uh, and then having to flee for his life. And uh, and we find him uh, in several places in Psalms uh, dealing with that difficult time. Now, if that's not the case, we just know somebody uh, from reading this, somebody had basically uh, turned on him. All right. And, uh, and he's trying to process that, and it's a, and it's a difficult thing for him to pallet. Uh, it's, uh, so he uh, is uh, trusting in God and explaining through the psalm. This is a song uh, to uh, Jeduthun, who was a, a musician, uh, and they're singing these, these psalms uh, in the worship services. This is a psalm of David, uh, but he is professing his confidence uh, in God in the middle of a difficult time. All right. So what we're doing is he had his difficult time and this is the way that he was comforted uh, during that difficulty. Some of it had to do with with trust in who God is and what God has done. Uh, But it also includes an admonition to others, the people, to do three things. And those are the three things uh, that I'm going to give you uh, when we get to it. Uh, but then really kind of talking about one of those in particular uh, that I think uh, we all need to do and to do more. uh, And I want to explain that uh, in a little bit more detail. But let's read in verse number one. We'll just read down through through the first um, eight verses uh, of uh, Psalm 62. He says, "'Truly my soul waiteth upon God. From Him cometh my salvation. He only is my rock in my salvation. He is my defense.'" I shall not be greatly moved. Now, uh, we know we sing that song, I shall, I shall, I shall not be moved. And, uh, and uh, we are to be uh, steadfast, the Bible says, always abounding in the work of the Lord. For as much as we know about we are, our labor is not in vain uh, in the Lord, but this being greatly moved, not being greatly moved, has with it the idea of not being demoralized. He's waiting upon God in this conflict uh, and he says, God is my rock and my salvation. God is going to help me. I'm not going to be greatly moved. I'm not going to allow uh, for this circumstance to, to, to take my, the legs out from underneath me and to become demoralized. And, and, and the reason I want to point that out is because I feel uh, that way um, uh, most every day when I watch the news. Uh, it, it's a demoralizing process. It's when you just when you think uh, something it, 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 something's going well, uh, then all of a sudden some you know this state breaks the record overnight for uh, coronavirus deaths, or uh, or uh, you you watch the, the stock market futures, and you think boy it's going to be a good day, uh, and then the bottom falls out, uh, and you just you know you, you can't win for losing sometimes, and uh, and it can be demoralized. You can get discouraged uh, to a point of. Of giving up uh, on uh, on you know health or uh, finances or whatever uh, and there's a part of trusting in God where we let go uh, and we and we're waiting for God to move but it's not an inactivity uh, it's not it's not just you know um, if, if you need a job you pray that God gives you a job then you go fill out applications All right. Uh, You don't just stay at home and wait for somebody knocking on your door and say, uh, you know, I heard you're looking for a job. You just you put feet to your prayers. You pray. uh, You have God does what he does and then you do what you can do. Uh, And somehow through all that, God works those things out. So he says, I'm not going to be greatly moved. Uh, This is not going to this is not going to put me down. Uh, We know uh, from other Psalms, he said, you know, soul, why art thou cast down? Uh, And the question is, uh, uh, rhetorical, and the answer being your soul should never be cast down, uh, that we're to believe in God and trust in Him. God is so good to us. So as a Christian, uh, we know uh, that when we have that stinking thinking, that we're to think on the right types of things. We talked about this last, um, uh, well, no, that was one of the Bible studies that we had done this last week, uh, thinking on pure things and honest things and just things. Uh, that, we, that we were not to the point or we should never get to the point where, where we're greatly moved. He says, how long? And this is how we know and get our, we get cued into his conflict. <clears throat> Verse 3, how long will you imagine mischief against a man? Uh, and ye shall be slain, all of you, uh, as a bowing wall uh, shall ye be as a tottering fence. Uh, that just simply means that uh, you are ready to collapse. Uh, I went out uh, the other day when it was sunny to do some things in my yard. you supposed to say amen when I drink. Uh, and, uh, um, and I had a, par- a portion of my fence had cut loose uh, at the top and was tottering uh, and teetering uh, and uh, reminded me of this passage of Scripture. This means it's it's ready uh, to uh, to fall over. Uh, ready to collapse. So I had to go out there and put some screws in it and kind of fix it up. I know I've got to replace a post and stuff, uh, but had to shore it up. He says to them, and and by the way, to anyone uh, who is uh, uh, in rebellion or uh, is is backbiting, et cetera, who are uh, conspiring against, uh, that's never a good place to be as a person. uh, And uh, the Bible says um, that pride comes before the fall. Uh, The way that we're leaning is the way that we're going to fall. So he says, you, if you are like this, to them, imagining mischief, uh, that God's going to slay you, uh, you're ready to collapse. They only consult, verse 4, to cast him down from his excellency. They delight in lies. They bless with their mouth, but they curse inwardly. Selah. Now that word Selah, uh, you'll see that again in uh, verse number uh, 8. And uh, that simply means to pause and to consider so, whenever you see that Selah in the Bible, uh, it's just the ideas for you. Just to, in the the music part of it is a pause. Uh, you just look at it, it's like take it all in, pause, and consider what has just been said. Uh, and uh, and I'll, I'll even throw that in on things that I say uh, in writing and put Selah in there because I want I say something and I want that word indicates you are supposed to stop, pause, and consider what has been said. So he says, I'm going to wait upon God. I'm not going to be greatly moved. I'm not going to get to the point uh, where I'm demoralized. Uh, and uh, God, uh, He only, He only is my rock. And I'll point something out about that here in a second. Uh, and, uh, and that when you uh, are a troublemaker, uh, if you are, you are basically a bowing, bowing wall uh, in a tottering fence uh, and uh, God is going to judge that, and he, he doesn't delight in lies, etc., uh, and you are to consider that. Now, He says, My soul, verse number 5, Wait thou only upon God, for my expectation is from Him. He only is my rock and my salvation. He is my defense. I shall not be moved. In God is my salvation, my glory. The rock of my, of my strength and my refuge is in God. Trust in Him at all times, ye people. Pour out your heart before Him. God is a refuge for us, Selah. And then we find that word again, Uh, pause and consider. Uh, And so we're gonna look at those uh, three things in verse number eight here in a minute. But I wanna point out this idea about waiting uh, and uh, on who we wait uh, for. And the Bible says, truly, uh, certainly my soul waits upon God we know the Bible says that they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength Uh, as a Christian we're waiting for the hope of glory Uh, we're occupying till he comes we know that uh, that uh, one day the Lord is going to come back uh, and uh, that's going to be a wonderful day Uh, so while we wait we prepare we share the gospel with people uh, and we look for that blessed hope Uh, and uh, the Lord uh, says blessed are those who he comes to find waiting Uh, We're waiting for Him. Uh, And when we say, you know, occupy uh, till, uh, you know, He comes, uh, there's a busyness that is basically implied in all that. Um, I don't know about you, but uh, during the stay-at-home stuff, when you're at home uh, and not going out there, uh, man, time just like goes by super slow. Uh, And it's like, man, the days are just dragging on and dragging on. And, uh, and we don't, Amy and I don't want it to feel that way because uh, we've been looking forward uh, to, to going and seeing uh, Lily. Uh, and so, uh, you know, we all, oh, there's a couple more sleeps uh, and, uh, and we'll get to go see uh, the babies and we don't want that. And so, uh, so we're busying ourselves trying to make the time go by uh, because we want, uh, we want uh, tomorrow to come so that, uh, that we can go. So a waiting uh, is not an impatient waiting like what we would imagine waiting to be in all the contexts that I have brought up. This is, a, this is a state of being calm and silent. Uh, it, is, it is waiting for God to answer. It's waiting for God to deliver. In the psalmist, David says that, that He only uh, is my rock. Uh, he's my defense. He goes on to say, my soul wait thou only upon Him. Some refer to this psalm as the only psalm uh, because, because He places His trust only in God. Uh, so, uh, what that means is it's not God uh, plus this or God plus that. Uh, I, I referenced last week, I believe. Uh, the I didn't have the quotes. I had them on my iPad. I didn't bring it in here uh, with Governor Cuomo back in uh, the earlier part of the month uh, in one of his press conferences. Uh, he basically said it's not God that's you know doing all this; it's it's us; it's us doing uh, you know social distancing and et cetera. And he of course got a lot of flack from faith-based groups and stuff in regards to that. Uh, and then he kind of doubled down on it as he was being questioned about it. Uh, several days later in another press conference and the whole idea is is that we just need to trust in science we need to trust uh, in one another uh, and we together can beat this thing uh, and God really doesn't have anything to do with it uh, it is our actions it is our decisions uh, and, uh, and people have rebuked him and rightly so uh, for that kind of an attitude uh, it's not, we don't, uh, our trust is only, God only is our rock. God only is our defense. Our trust should be only in him. Uh, my trust, your trust should be in God, not God plus president, not God plus governor, not God plus science. Uh, you know, it's, it's only in God. So when I look at, uh, let's, say, let's say medicine, for example, <clears throat> we talk about somebody practicing medicine. God is the great physician. So when, uh, you know, when my father-in-law goes into uh, his surgery tomorrow, uh, I, I pray that God would guide the doctor's hands and that God's will would be done. Uh, and, uh, but when he comes out of the surgery successfully, I don't give credit to the surgeon. I give credit to God, Amen. give glory to God. Now, I know that God uses men and God will use that surgeon to accomplish uh, his will, uh, but it's God that does it. You, you didn't, you didn't, you're not a success at work. It's God working through you that makes you a success at work. Uh, and, uh, and so God does all those things. So I'm not trusting in medicine because we all know people who, we, we all know people who went in for something, you know, that's not super serious and then it turned out to be, you know, serious. Perhaps they even passed away uh, in in some type of a surgery, unexpectedly. Uh, we we know that they do their best, uh, but uh, but uh, medicine oftentimes is like like being a, a weatherman, uh, and uh, you got all the, the different things, but uh, but you're not in control of the weather. You can predict all you want, uh, but then when you think it's sunny out. Uh, it's going to be raining and vice versa. Uh, and that's pretty much uh, probably one of the worst jobs to, to have would be a weatherman <laughs> uh, and, uh, and trying to predict uh, all of that. So uh, he says, uh, God only. It's not God. It's not God. By the way, it's not God plus, uh, plus religion. It's not God plus church. It's not, it's not God plus people or God plus ministry or uh, it's not God plus uh, you know, your reputation or legacy or whatever, it, you trust only in God. It's not, it's not what you can do and your strength. Uh, it's in him. So he says, I'm uh, gonna d- comfort you uh, with the comfort wherewith I am comforted. And he says, this is what I do when I'm in trouble. I wait on the Lord uh, and I trust in him alone to get me through that. And David, David wasn't some sissy uh, hide in a cave. Um, he was a, a man of war uh, and, uh, and, and, and very accomplished uh, in, in that. Uh, and he could, he could fight battles and he could stick up for himself. Uh, but he made choices along the way. Uh, some of those obviously were not to touch God's anointed. But there are times where he's like, I'm just going to wait. Uh, I'm going to let God fight my battles for me uh, and not step out in front of God. And do that. i would have you raise your hand, but there's probably everybody in this room at some point in their life has stepped out in front of God and not, let God, and not waited for God and you've messed it up. You've messed everything up. <laughs> uh, that's what we do when we get in the way of God. Uh, we, we blow it. Uh, and then not only do we have to deal with the problem uh, that we were initially dealing with, but now all the ancillary problems that come with that. So he says, wait, this is what we do. When you're going, David says, when I go through difficult times, I wait on God. I trust in Him alone. He's my rock and my defense. Uh, and so there are three things he kind of said that we should do. Uh, ye people, uh, when we get into verse number eight, he says, trust in Him. And i like for you to underline this in your Bible or circle it. I've got it circled in my Bible. Uh, trust in Him. So there's three things. There's trust, prayer, and confidence that we see here uh, in these verses. Uh, trust in Him at all times. Okay, I know I've said this a lot. All means all, all the time. Uh, we're to glory God and, 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 and give thanks for all things. But he says, trust God, trust in Him at all times. So like right now, um, you need to trust in God. But you know also when you need to trust in God, when you get your job back. Uh, when when the the unemployment's not when you're getting a regular paycheck and uh, and you go to look at your account and that direct deposit gets filled up from your from your that's you still need to trust God then trusting God whether you're in prosperity or in, or not whether you are healthy or not healthy whether whether you're uh, you know uh, we talked about uh Shadrach Meshach and Abednego you're trusting God whether he delivers you. You're trusting God if he does not deliver you. Trust God, uh, trust in him at all times. Uh, and But here's what Christians think. They think when they go to a preacher uh, or a counselor uh, and uh, with difficulties uh, and, the, and the preacher, the counselor comes back with this nugget. Um, you see, trust God. You're like, I knew that. You know, I want something else, Uh, you know, fix my problem or tell me what I'm supposed to do. Uh, And it's not some pat answer. It's not a cliche. Uh, You just need to trust God at all times. You need to have faith that God can get you through your difficult time. Uh, And most of the time, the stuff that we're going through are things that we've gone through already before. Uh, it's, uh, maybe it's just packaged a little differently, but it's a trial of our faith. It's, a, it's God, God doing something to mold us and shape us so we're to trust God, trust in Him at all times. So there's a trust part, and we see that several times in here. Uh, and then in verse 9 down through 12, He gives us some things we're not supposed to trust in. Uh, not in oppression or not in vain robbery or in riches. If riches increase, uh, set not your heart upon them. Don't trust in that. And, we've, and hopefully, every single one of us uh, in our church, in every sister church that I know, and every Christian uh, that I know uh, has learned this takeaway uh, at once and hopefully for, for all time uh, that you cannot trust in uncertain riches. You know, if we would just believe that when we read it in the Bible, uh, then, uh, then when all of a sudden, um, you know, stuff is gone, uh, your spirit and attitude about it is completely different if you didn't trust in it. But if, but if we're serving mammon and not serving God, uh, and, and our life is revolving around bank accounts and, uh, and, uh, and all, all that's, you know, in, in, in savings and et cetera and stuff, um, when all that stuff is gone, that's where people get frazzled. That's where people, people um, get to the point where they're greatly moved and, uh, and they are demoralized because what they've worked for for all those years. I'm, think about it this way, you know, and I'm not against saving and I think that you should do all that and, uh, and uh, uh, you know, save for retirement, whatever. But think about how hard people, there's, there, there are people who work and scrimp and save and like, you know, uh, you know they, they eat simple, uh, they don't go out. Uh, they'll 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 do this and that. Maybe turn their thermostat down lower than uh, than what's comfortable and throw a sweater on. It's also, they can save a, a few bucks and put it away uh, and put in their four hundred one k or their IRA. Uh, and then just like that, forty percent of it's gone. And so again, we don't we can't trust in it. We should do it in practice. But when we trust in it, uh, that and all of a sudden that that stuff is gone. Uh, then. You know, we're in despair. So he says several things there, not. And one of those is certain riches. Uh, and he says, God is a God of mercy. He's going to render to every man according to his works. So trust in him at all times. Then he says, God is our refuge for us in verse number eight. Uh, but a little bit higher, he says, he only is my rock. Verse number six, in my salvation, in my defense, I shall not be moved. Uh, there is a confidence in uh, God uh, as we trust him in all times, in knowing that he is in control uh, and that I'm not going to be moved. And we can kind of uh, relate that to what I talked about this morning. Uh, I've, I've made up my mind, uh, I am fully persuaded in what I believe, uh, and uh, I'm, I'm not going to be moved from that. I have confidence in God. I have confidence in the truth of God's word and God's plan. And I believe in—I believe heaven is real and hell is real, uh, that God is a sovereign God. Uh, and uh, I believe all of that. And I have one other confidence. I'm not going to be moved. I'm trusting in him. He's my refuge. He's my place where I, where I go to that I can count on. I can't count on science. I can't count uh, on, uh, on politicians. Uh, it's not God and plus those things, it's God in him alone. He is my only defense and my only refuge. I will not take refuge uh, in my finances because they are fleeting. I'm not gonna take refuge uh, in, uh, in some uh, celebrity or important person or powerful person in government. Uh, the answers, uh, you know, uh, I, hope, I hope Trump wins in November, uh, but he's not the answer to our problems. Amen. And, we, and we cannot find refuge Uh, in uh, uh, a political party. Uh, We find our refuge only, only in God. But here's the third part of those things there that I want to look at, and that's prayer. Uh, But notice what it says. It says, trust in Him at all times, ye people, in this next phrase, pour uh, out your heart before Him. So he says, trust in Him at all times, pour out your heart uh, to him or before him, God is a refuge, Selah, Uh consider, pause and consider, trust him at all times, pour out your heart to him uh, and, uh, and trust in him as your refuge. Now, I was thinking about you know pouring out uh, my heart uh, and uh, began to kind of process you know times in my life where I feel that I have legitimately done that. Uh, I know one of those was when I got saved. Uh, in fact, this week I'll, I'll be having fellowship with the man who led me to the Lord uh, and uh, Brother Williams, uh, who is uh, um, Lily's uh, great-grandpa. Uh, and, and so I'll get to spend some time with him uh, this week. Uh, and I remember when I got saved that, the, man, the floodgates opened up. Man, I was, you know, I was just pouring out. I'm like wicked mess and, uh, and, you know, my family this. And I mean, I just, uh, just poured my heart out uh, in that moment uh, with Pastor Williams. And then subsequently, after I got out of Bible college, I, w- I was working uh, in that same church under Brother Williams. Uh, and, uh, and, and it was literally probably almost every day uh, uh, and and the the several years I was there, uh, we would we I'd go to work in the morning, uh, at eight o'clock in the morning, and we would I I just we would talk most days till noon. And he would just pour into me, and I would pour out. Uh, and uh, and those there were times we'd go to uh, restaurants for lunch uh, and sit there long enough to order dinner. Uh, and uh, and much of it was just in uh, in sh- in sharing all that was in there, not sparing. Uh, not holding anything back, pouring out your heart, and I can remember times where uh, I've done that in prayer with other people, or with uh, times with uh, my wife. Or uh, there have been moments where you're overcome uh, with with grief or uh, joy, for that matter, uh, and you just and you just pour your heart out. All right, you understand what I'm talking about? I mean, it's 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 everything. You're you're letting it all out—the good, the bad, the ugly and it's just, the floodgates open, and man, you just say stuff, and, you, and you'll know you've done it, because when you get done doing it, you almost feel like you got to apologize to the person you've done it to. It's like, man, I didn't mean to say all that. And, uh, and boy, thank you for listening, and I'm just, you know, uh, you, know, you, know uh, you know me now, and because uh, and, uh, I've told you all that's in my heart. Uh, Spurgeon wrote it this way. He says this about pouring out your heart. This is the way... Uh, to get rid of all your troubles, to take your heart, and notice what he says, take your heart and turn it upside down and pour out all that is in it. Do not save a drop. Uh, Try not to hide one secret sorrow from your God nor one slight grief that nestles in a corner of your spirit. It's where you take your heart and you turn it upside down and you pour it all out. Uh, One thing I've never been able to do uh, my entire life uh, is to be able to get all the soda out of a soda can, uh, and uh, and uh, Amy will go to uh, grab the recycle uh, bin and soda go everywhere. She's like, oh, uh, you know, there's still soda in this can, and so now like I've got to, like I'm gonna shake it uh, and uh, and try to get everything. and I know I just don't I just don't get it. I t- I can turn it over and get every drop out, and inevitably uh, I leave a drop uh, of soda in that can. But that's kind of how it reminds me. It's like trying to get every single drop. It's taking my heart, turning it over, and shaking it, whatever, get every last little bit of it out. It is pouring out, my. it's not holding anything back. And that's what David said. When I'm in trouble, uh, when difficulties come, I, trust in, I wait patiently, I wait silently, uh, I wait on God, I trust in Him only. He is my refuge, the only refuge in Him. Uh, and I trust in Him in all times, and pour out my heart uh, to my God because He is my refuge. I don't hold anything back. Uh, when we think about it, the analogy would be like giving God all of your heart, uh, you know, the keys to your heart. I've heard it that way. Uh, we, we say, God, uh, you know, uh, I'll do anything uh, except this. <laughs> uh, and we hold back something for ourselves. Pouring out our heart to God is not that. It is every last drop, upside down, and pour it out. That means that means the fear that you have, you just you pour it out to God. Uh, the you know uh, you are you're concerned about whatever uh, with this stuff going on. I don't know exactly you know what, uh, what's going on in in your mind and heart about all of this. Uh, but the way that you're supposed to get through it, uh, we can learn from David is to trust God. In this is an all time moment that we trust Him. We find refuge in God and nothing else. And we spend time in prayer and we pour out all of our heart to God. And, and don't hold, it's, it's every, it is, it is shaking it out. It is squeezing out every last drop. Uh, and uh, you ever try to get the last, all the toothpaste out of the toothpaste thing? Uh, tube, I guess that's what it's called. <laughs> uh, and uh, man, you squeeze it and squeeze it, and, uh, roll it up and whatever. And, and, uh, and uh, it, it's, it's getting every bit of it out. And so my question is: Have you done that? Uh, have you? And it's not. It's not just like praying, God. You know, we need money. Uh, open things up. Uh, it is. It is in prayer. The way you get through is that when you feel when you feel anxious, and you know you're not supposed to be, because God says to be careful for nothing. When you when you begin to uh, to think, not on honest and good uh, and pure and just things. Uh, where, where we begin to despair or have unbelief uh, in our life that God is going to get us through. Uh, you say, God, I believe, help thou my unbelief, and you pour it out you're, you're, you're just, you, every little bit. I, I, don't, I, I don't trust you like I should, and, uh, and, uh, and you confess that before God, and God, I shouldn't be afraid, uh, and you pour out your fear, and, uh, and, uh, and, you, and you just lay it all out, squeeze it, uh, and get every last bit out. Um, I, would, I would, you know, dare to say uh, that most of us here have not really done that. Uh, because when we pray, most of the time when we pray, uh, it's just stuff we want. Things we want God to do. Uh, we don't praise Him and thank Him. Uh, and we certainly don't just lay ourselves out. And the reason we don't is because, because God in His grace and mercy has said He, he knows us. Uh, And uh, but that's not how it works. That's why God goes to the garden and says, "You know, where art thou, Adam?" Uh, God knew exactly where Adam was, but he needed for them to go. You know, we hid ourselves because we were naked. Uh, God God knows our heart. He knows every thought. He knows them before we have them. Before he formed us in the belly, the Bible says that God knew us. And there's no, we can't, there's no place that we can go uh, to hide from God. Uh, God knows every idle thought that we have. God knows everything. And what that has done, uh, because we're such, uh, you know, theologians, uh, is that we just decided we don't have to say anything to God because God knows it all. And God says, no, 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 I want you to trust in me and I want you to pour your heart out. Uh, And uh, so, yeah, I know I, as God, he says, I know that you're afraid. Uh, But you need to pour your heart over uh, and and give all that fear uh, in prayer to me. Pour out your heart to God. When's the last time uh, you poured your heart out to God in prayer? Um, It's probably been a while. Um, Here's what in the South they would call it praying through. When's the last time you prayed through? Uh, And uh, our prayer lives are inconsistent uh, at best. Uh, and uh, and they're not uh, they're not deep prayers. Uh, they're not uh, they're not um, you know contemplative. They're not praiseworthy prayers. Uh, and we just we just don't. Uh, it's like <clears throat> we get to this place where with people naturally a lot of people are this way. They they're reserved and they don't want trust. They don't want people to uh, to know about them or all the ins and outs because when you do that uh, you say I've made myself vulnerable. I'm vulnerable. We don't want to be vulnerable, so so we hold back from from people. We don't let people really know us, uh, like. Uh, like uh, they want to know us so i I was joking uh, before church and about people come to the yard i say uh, i said uh, had a list of things uh, that I have done in confronting people that ha- their dogs go to the bathroom uh, in the yard uh, and uh, it has all these things and, and it says all of the above you know there 's a lot of people on there uh, who think i 'm really spiritual uh, and uh, you know and i 'm just all really nice and whatever, but when you read that list i 've never taken uh dog duty from the yard and then brought it to someone's house and put it on their porch but everything else on that list I have done um, and, uh, and so uh, people are like oh I think you did this or that and man, they, but the people who know me uh, like Brother Neil he's like seven my final answer all of the above uh, and uh, because, because he knows me now I didn't do number six uh, and I've thought about it many times uh, but my point is this um, we are afraid to let people know us because, because that makes us vulnerable to them. Um, but you know who you never need to feel vulnerable to? It's God. Amen. Uh, because, you know, I might know something about you, you know something about me, and, uh, and, uh, and that would affect relationships or, uh, or, or people might leverage that uh, against you at some point in your life or whatever. Uh, and, uh, but God never does that. So when we pour out our heart to God, all of it poured over, like He said, "Let me read that description." Is the way to rid of yourself of all your troubles. Take your heart, turn it upside down, and pour out all that is in it. Um, you need to do that, uh, and when you do that, uh, it is such a liberating—it's um, a liberating thing when you pour your heart out to God. Uh, and, and you're not going to be able to pour your heart, all of it out uh, in some, you know, lickety split, you know, one, two, three, you know, p- prayer uh, that, um, that takes you two minutes. Uh, but most of our prayer lives are praying over a couple meals a day. And, uh, in, and that's about it. So you, if you're having a difficult time dealing with this coronavirus stuff, pour your heart out to God. It worked for David. He, God, under inspiration of Scripture, put that, uh, put that in there for us so that we can take it. Trust in Him. Pour out your heart. Uh, and, uh, and God is our refuge for us. Confidence, trust, prayer, uh, and confidence in Him. Uh, and that's exactly what we need to do. And I hope uh, that you, you do it. God's delays as we wait are not God's denials. Uh, and, uh, and we might come out of this uh, and things look different, you know, um, how we approach I'm thankful today to see restaurants in different places opening up uh, in different states, patios and uh, in all this kind of a thing. And, uh, and, uh, but, uh, you know, there's going to be there's going to be things that are different for a long time. I don't know what it's going to look like. Uh, but uh, but really, when it all comes down to it, none of that stuff really matters. Uh, and uh, <clears throat> we're pilgrims. Uh, passing through, and uh, and so what I need is confidence in God, and trust in Him, uh, and in uh, a relationship, a close relationship with Him. You know what a lot of preachers have done uh, during this uh, this this crisis time is they've spent their time honing their expertise on social media, uh, cameras and audio, uh, how to be better uh, TV, uh, media, radio uh, preachers. You know, you know. What I'm looking forward to uh, is when uh, churches get back <clears throat> and they begin to meet. In uh, some some preacher um, who had no use uh, for social media and whatever, didn't know how to do it, uh, and he spent the last month in their Bible praying. That's the kind of church that it's the ones that have been starving to be around each other, and preachers that have been soaking with all the extra time they've had uh, and not been able to minister people, their hearts aching to do so. Uh, And uh, that's the kind of service that I'd want to be in. Uh, And uh, just spending time with God uh, and getting drawn closer to Him. Um, And if you didn't leverage some of that time uh, in the last month or two, um, you missed out. Uh, You should be closer to God today than you've ever been. Uh, And uh, (coughs) this is unprecedented times. And this is a huge crisis and whatever. It sure is uh and uh, what did you do uh and have you used it uh to to draw close to the lord like david did i hope that you did uh, let's all stand with our uh heads bowed and our eyes closed we're going to have an invitation time uh and uh